0: I feel good. No, 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 I knew that. I would now. No, 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 no. So good. Yeah, yeah. How do you know that you can stay young and strong for long? Okay. Do you want to stay young and strong for long? And is it possible to look young even if you're old? And what is old? <laughs> That's a great question. I remember thinking at 13, 14, 15 that 30 was like ancient. When I got to 20, I still thought that 30 was ancient Uh, When I got to 30, I thought that 50 was ancient. And now that I'm well past 50, it's like 100 is looking fantastic. So can you be fabulous at 40, fantastic at 50, sexy at 60, sensational at 70, awesome at 80, never give up at 90, happy, healthy, and looking good at 100 plus? And if that is a driving force for you, if that's something that you want, Uh, Isn't it awesome that there's so many things now that are available to us to stay looking young for long? Uh, Obviously, if you've got a fit, strong, healthy body, the inside of your body is going to look good forever. We know that you can literally stay strong and stay young and stay fit and stay, stay healthy for a really long time. But how good can you look doing it? (laughs) And obviously, when you're fit, when you're strong, and you've got a great cardiovascular respiratory system, so you've got good circulation, you're going to have better hair, better skin, better nails, clear eyes, strong teeth because you've got a strong skeletal system. There's a whole heap of magical things that happen to your physical appearance when you're healthy, fit, and strong. Apart from the fact that you'll be less likely to be overweight, uh, so you'll be lean, you'll be gorgeous to touch. And you won't have the excess bits that tend not to make the outside of our body look too good. But isn't it awesome that there are some really clever people in the world called plastic surgeons, cosmetic surgeons, who are now dedicated, committed to making the human body look good for a long time. And it's really interesting if you've taken note, there are some people who get to 70 and 80 years of age and they're still looking 40 50 Uh, there are some 40 50 year olds that are still looking 20 30 and i don't even know how to uh, even ask that question because i don't know what age is really and is it possible that if you're healthy and fit on the inside that that will shine on the outside regardless of how old you are But as an exercise professional, one of the questions that has come up on a very regular basis for me, from my clients, from my health club members, from the general public who know that I'm an exercise professional, is really, should I get plastic surgery? When is the right time to get plastic surgery? Is it dangerous? There's a lot of argument about whether you should get it at all. There are people that are getting plastic surgery, whether it's uh, non-surgical anti-aging products, uh, so injectables and fillers and Botox and right through to liposuction and facelifts and tummy tucks and and bigger boobies that are actually people going under surgery. So is that good or bad? Well, here's a great question. Isn't that your business? Uh, I think it's really sad that people feel that they have the right to tell other people what to do. And I'm sure that if somebody came to you and said, you shouldn't, you can't, don't do that, it's bad. Uh, that you might find that offensive, it might make you angry. And the question is, is it anybody's business? Uh, If you want to look young for a long time, isn't that your right to do that? Versus if you are completely happy with every single line on your face and you are completely happy with every extra pound of weight you put on and if you're really happy with the way you look uh, in your mirror. And that's the question that I always ask because my clients have always said to me, Romy, when do I know that it's time to do something uh, from a non-surgical or surgical point of view when it comes to changing the way I look or, or making myself look younger and my answer is always won't your mirror tell you and shouldn't be you shouldn't you be happy with what you see in your mirror the reverse of that is because I have some great associates who are top-level plastic surgeons, not just cosmetic surgeons, but people who are really highly trained in the science and the art of making the human body look physically good, whether it's the face or the body, uh, there's a great quote that comes from the best in the world, which is, the only people that should know that you've had plastic surgery is you and your plastic surgeon. So the the purpose of plastic surgery, according to the best plastic surgeons in the world, is that... Plastic surgery just makes you look you and a younger version of you, not a transformed or different or bizarre version of you. And I'm sure we've all seen that in magazines where people used to look a certain way and now they don't look that way anymore because they've got big, big lips or uh, they've got bigger, bigger, bigger boobs or they've got a bigger, bigger, bigger bum or all sorts of things have changed about their who they really are. So perhaps this is a great question to start with when it comes to plastic surgery or any kind of body changing enhancement product or service, is who are you? When you walk into a room, who do you want to represent? What do you want people to think about you? Because that's, and it probably doesn't matter if you love who you are, it doesn't matter what other people think. But ultimately, people do judge us by our reputation. Oh, our reputation comes from our looks. People will judge us by the way we look, and that then causes our reputation. So what is or who is the person, or who are you, is a much better question. So that when you walk into a room, who you are and the way you look are the same. Not the way you look is completely different from what's going on on the inside. So I was asked this question. Pick five words to describe you as a person. Who are you? Uh, what do you stand for, what, would, what do you stand for under pressure, what would you die for, uh, and what's important to you. And then five words to describe you as a person. And then if whatever those words are, how about live that person, act that person, speak that person, dress like that person, always look like that person, which means if you ever went to a, a top-level plastic surgeon, they would ask you those five words. They would say, who are you, what do you stand for, what would you die for, what are your core values, and how do you want to look? Because who you are and the way you look do have a connection. And then if there is a plastic surgeon who can then make you look more of, and when I say more of who you are, that's probably the wrong statement, uh... The same as who you are, even as you get older. So there are some spectacular plastic surgery techniques, obviously. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I had a client who she was reaching her 60s and she probably looked 75. She'd had a really tough life. And she went to a plastic surgeon who just took away 20 years of stress, I think. Uh, so she just looked at exactly the same as she did, but twenty years younger before those, that stressful time in her life. So what happened was all those horrible memories in that stressful time got taken out of her face, and this magical. And I, I do, I just really respect what plastic surgeons do because they they literally perform miracles on some people. So what happened? This woman. It was like she went back in time and lived her life again. She could look in the mirror without all those lines of stress and anger and horrible experiences that she had had in her life, which is a really great experience and a beautiful story, and she looked amazing. The reverse of that, I had another lady who wasn't quite as old, uh, went again to a top-level plastic surgeon, uh, and she looked, I'm going to say, like a supermodel when she came out of plastic surgery. She just looked spectacular, but she didn't think so. So every time she looked in the mirror, her psychology hadn't changed. Her her physical appearance had changed, but her psychology hadn't changed. She she didn't see a beautiful person because she wasn't a beautiful person on the inside. And the only reason I know know that is because I ended up in a psychologist's office with her many, many times Uh, And that was the story that came out. How come I've spent all these thousands and thousands of dollars on plastic surgery and I know that I probably look good, but I don't feel good. And there's an interesting connection there, isn't there? Because a lot of really beautiful people in the world, with or without plastic surgery, who are very unhappy people. So even though they look physically beautiful, it doesn't shine out of the inside of them. So the personal question about when is the right time or is there a right time to have plastic surgery, how about that's a personal decision that you make. But wouldn't it be nice to do everything you do in your life based on who am I, what do I stand for, what are my core values, and what do I want to represent to the world? So from a physical appearance point of view, uh, can you enhance your physical appearance by plastic surgery, yes. Can you look worse from plastic surgery? Yes, and many people have. Uh, but here's again some personal experience from taking clients to one of the best plastic surgeons in Australia, uh, and he practices on the Gold Coast. And every client that ever asked me, should I get plastic surgery, or I'd like to get plastic surgery, or I'd like to have a consultation about plastic surgery, I would take them to him, and here's the reason why. Apart from the fact that we knew him and he trained with k men for many years, uh, he was uh, an artist of being able to work miracles on somebody's face. One of his specializations was people who had been burn victims, and he would fix their face and take them take the burn out of their face and make them look whole and beautiful again. And another great example that, uh, and this was just not, not a story that he even told. Uh, I was at a, at a conference one day on the Gold Coast, and I was talking to all the participants at the gold, at the, at the conference. Uh, before I started chatting. And one of the ladies I was talking to was an anaesthetic nurse in, in a hospital on the Gold Coast, a private hospital. And I said, did you have a good day today? Tell me about your day and tell me why. You... She was she a happy lady. I said, how come you're so happy today? And she said, I saw a plastic surgeon work miracles today. And I said, tell me about that. And she said, a lady had uh, uh, cancer, breast cancer, and had both breasts removed. And she said, today I saw a plastic surgeon take fat off this lady's bottom and create for her two of the most beautiful boobies I have ever seen. And this woman that had been, her body had been destroyed by cancer will now have these beautiful boobies and she will look amazing. She said it was just such a pleasure to watch it happen and to appreciate how much this plastic surgeon was was loving his work and how proud of his work he was because he was going to change this lady's life. And I share that with you very passionately because... Isn't that why we all do it all, all the reasons why we should all do what we do? Because we love it and we want to add value to people's lives. Now, the reverse of that, I, as I shared, I used to take all my clients to see this plastic surgeon and he would say one of two things to every person. I would have taken, I don't know, 50 people there, maybe more. Uh, one group of people, he would say, congratulations, you've done everything you can possibly do on your own. You've trained with ROWE, you've got a healthy diet, your blood pressure's normal, you've got a low resting heart rate, you've got low blood sugar levels, you've got low, low blood fat levels, your, your body is in peak physical condition, you're really fit and you're really strong and you're ready for surgery. So I'm really excited to be able to get rid of the bits and pieces off your body that exercise hasn't been able to. So there are some people, as I'm sure you know, that might have a really flat chest and a thin face, but they've got a bigger bum. And the more exercise they do, the thinner they get in the face, the more weight they lose off their upper body, but nothing moves off their bum. That's just a genetic challenge. That's just how their body's designed. So he would just work miracles with that body because he would give that flat chest a beautiful new set of boobies, and he would do liposuction on that person's bottom so that the fat that wouldn't come off from exercise, didn't matter how hard that person worked, uh, he would then literally reshape their body. And this person would go into surgery as a flat chested big bum person and come out with a beautiful chest and and a, and a nice tight tush. Because they were fit, because they were healthy, because they were strong, and obviously any kind of surgery is risky, but if you go into surgery healthy, fit and strong, you are more likely A, that the surgery will work, that there'll be less risk in the surgery, and of course you'll recover quicker from surgery, and the results will last longer from the surgery. And is it possible that any plastic surgeon would be really proud to work on a body like that because it's ready for surgery? That's what Terry used to say. This body is ready for surgery. Let's go. The reverse of that, and I'm I hesitatingly share this with you, but this is exactly straight down the line as he would share it. Go away. Don't come back to my office until you're healthy, fit, and strong, until you've lost as much body fat as you can on your own, or with Rowie or Cayman, with exercise, with healthy eating, with strength training, because if I operate on you now, you will screw up my work. And I share that with you because I think it's really honest, and I think we we probably live in a world where honesty isn't heard very often anymore, would that be fair? And there's also probably a lot of plastic surgeons who would take on any job because, well, I can make money from that job. I can give that lady some boobies and I can give her liposuction. I can give her a facelift and a tummy tuck. But here's the challenge. If that body is unhealthy, if that body's unfit, if it's weak, again, I'll go through them. Is it possible that the surgery has a much higher risk? The recovery will take a lot longer and the results either won't work very well or they won't work for very long. And what kind of medical expert would want to put their reputation at risk by working on somebody like that. So because so many people ask me on a day-to-day basis about plastic surgery and whether or not it's good or bad, I always ask those questions. Who are you? Who do you want to represent? When you look at yourself in the mirror and when other people look at you, what do you want them to see? Uh, Based on uh, the top plastic surgeon in Australia, Would it be a really good idea if you are considering plastic surgery to do everything you possibly can first, get really fit, get really strong, remove as much body fat off your body as you possibly can, not get liposuction to do it. And I'll just give you an interesting side note on that. Liposuction is a removal of fat cells. And if you have a look at fat that comes out of your body, it looks like butter, it looks like fat, it's just yellow stuff. So it's removed from your body. But of course, surgery doesn't remove all the fat cells out of your body, you have to have fat on your body. So you might take some fat cells off your bum or off your tummy, but here's the challenge. If you don't change your lifestyle, if you don't change your eating habits, if you don't change your exercise habits, uh, fat cells, even if they're empty, have the opportunity to get full. And even if you have less, less fat cells than you used to, the fat cells that you've still got will still get bigger if you eat too much and if you don't do any exercise. So that's why there are, again, the top plastic surgeons that will suggest or demand that your body is in peak physical condition before you go into any kind of surgery. And it's interesting because all surgeons will probably share, if they're really good at what they do, they'll share exactly the same thing. You have to lose weight before the surgery or you have to get your blood pressure down before the surgery or you have to be fitter or stronger before the surgery because all surgeries have a risk. So when it comes to recovery, though, this is where it gets really exciting. Because when you're really fit and when you're really strong, you've got strong muscles that means your body is physically stronger. But when you've got great circulation because you fit, really fit, so a respiratory cardiovascular system and the circulation works well, you can imagine that recovery happens much, much quicker. So especially if you're dealing with a facelift or uh, anything on the outside of your body that's to do with scarring, you obviously want to have great circulation, so the scarring heals really quickly. Uh, I will share very openly that uh, I will at one stage in my life, uh, entrust my face uh, to a plastic surgeon. One of the things that they have shared with me is that I will probably have to grow my hair because there's gonna be a scar somewhere. And uh, if, you, if you're gonna have your, your face uh, lifted, then there has to be a scar somewhere so you might want to grow your hair. So, And maybe I'm not going to do that because I like having short hair. It's very convenient. Maybe I'm going to leave the scar there to let people know that I've actually had plastic surgery and I'm proud of it. I'm not sure yet because I'm not there yet, but I will be one day for sure. And I share that with you because I think it's really special that there are some people in the world who have dedicated their lives to making people look younger and fresher and better. Uh, and then we go now into things like Botox and fillers and, and anti-aging scrubs and all the different products. If you go now, have you ever looked at the me- the menu at a beautician's, I always have a giggle because the menu's about this long and I always, I've got a couple of really uh, fun girlfriends that are beauticians and I say, what is that? Like, and what's that? And what's that? And what does that do? Well, chemical peels and acid peels and fillers and injectables and so many things that you can have done to your body. Uh, It's interesting that there's so many people who focus now on how to make people look younger, how to make people look better. But there's always a connection, isn't there? And I ask this question again. Are there some people who look beautiful, but they're not very happy? And there's other people who are technically not beautiful to look at, but they're incredibly beautiful people because of who they are and what they do and what they represent, but their beauty shines from the inside. And I think it would be really sad to spend thousands of dollars on plastic surgery, but you don't like who you are on the inside, so it doesn't shine through from the outside. Uh, there's a really great book if you like to read, it's an old one called Psycho Cybernetics. And the gentleman, Maxwell, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, is a guy who was a plastic surgeon and he became a psychologist, or in fact, I think he might have been a psychiatrist. Uh, because he couldn't understand how he made all these people look so beautiful, but it didn't change their attitude about themselves. It didn't give them better self-esteem. So he became a psychiatrist to try and understand that connection between I've made this person look beautiful. They look in the mirror and they can't even see that they look beautiful. I have some personal experience with that because I've obviously as an exercise professional, I've been uh, involved with a lot of people that have lost a lot of weight. And one of the questions that I always ask is how come People can lose a lot of weight and then put it back on again. Some people lose 30, 40, 50 kilos and then they put it back on again. How does that happen? Like once you you are healthy, fit and strong and you can look in the mirror and see a body that's in great shape, how come you can reverse that? And the psychologists do explain that very simply that even if you are, even if your body looks good, you have to see your body is looking good. And a lot of overweight people that lose weight, when they look in the mirror, they still see an overweight person. I've also experienced the reverse of that with young girls that are seriously challenged by not wanting to eat food. Uh, so they, they don't, and technically the term for that, of course, is anorexia. Uh, and they look in the mirror and they still see a really overweight person, even though they're very, very thin. Uh, so they're the challenges that happen inside the brain. So that's why if you're going to have plastic surgery to uh, for your appearance purposes, a really good plastic surgeon will also uh, not just recommend but will demand that you go and see a psycho- psychologist or a psychiatrist and have a consultation about why you're doing this. Uh, a lot of people think that plastic surgery is going to fix everything. I'm going to go into plastic surgery. I'm going to look amazing and my life's going to change. Well, the suggestion is, of course, that you have to change from the inside, and that might even change the outside. Uh, And again, there's a lot of people who thought they wanted to have plastic surgery, went and had some really good sessions with somebody who who got their head right, uh, and they started an exercise program and decided, well, I don't need to have plastic surgery because I love who I am. So here's the personal question. What do you want to do with your body? And you can do whatever you want with your body. It's yours. Isn't it exciting that there's so many options now for staying young? And if you want to look good when you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, you can. Uh, And I'm sure you've seen some beautiful examples, as I have, of women that are 60, 70, 80 years of age, and they've obviously had some excellent work done, and they look fantastic, there are, unfortunately, some women have had some work done and it's very obvious that they've had work done and they don't look so good. But here, here's a question. Who am I to judge that? They might be looking in their mirror and love what they see. And wouldn't it be nice if we just... I had this conversation today with a really good friend of mine who cuts hair and there's a, a really a beautiful, I think, a, a beautiful uh, occupation. And I often share that, with, share that with Daz. People come into your salon and they don't look that good. And they leave 20 minutes later and they look amazing. Like a hairstylist can literally make somebody look good in 20 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer. And I think that's a beautiful way to live your life. Well, there's plastic surgeons and there's cosmetic surgeons and anti-aging experts who live their life aiming to make people look better. And if if having somebody help you, it's like having an exercise professional. If having somebody help you enhance your natural beauty, could that be a really special thing? So rather than judging people by what they do and don't do, how about we respect people for what they choose to do or respect people for what they choose not to do? And how about we do what's best for us so that we can be healthy, fit and strong for long and we can love what we see in our mirror, but we also love what we can see inside our head. The person that we have to live with 24-7 is inside our head and wouldn't it be great to be best friends with them regardless of how we look?